Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist Podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, a trauma-informed spiritual mentor, certified meditation teacher, and human design expert. I'm empowering empaths three times a week in recovery and healing from narcissistic abuse, childhood trauma through human design, self-care, mindfulness advice, and expert interviews. This is season five, episode 44, why are narcissists attracted to empaths and how to cleanse your aura from the narcissist? Do you know that you are like a magnet, an energetic, emotional sponge? Can you relate to the fact that when you come home after being out in public, you feel tired, you feel exhausted, you feel like you need to go veg on Netflix for 5,000 hours? You don't really want to fall asleep, but you just feel like your brain is a zombie. So I just entered my podcast in a contest to create a powerful professional podcast cover. And so I've chosen the finalist and I'm changing the podcast cover by Friday. So by tomorrow. So that way I'm giving you a heads up. So when you see it, it'll still have my picture. It'll still have my branding colors, but it won't have the black background with the rainbow. So it'll look a little different. I just wanted to give you the heads up. There's a little change and I promise the podcast cover art will not change for a very long time now after this. I'm really happy with the results and I hope you are too. Visit my Instagram feed to get your empath aura cleansed in an interactive video. That is your empath absorbing all of the emotions, negative, good, bad, we all emit energy. And if we do not protect our auras, and even when we do protect our auras, we absorb things because of our different open centers and our human design. And this, these feelings that we're absorbing, of course, are not always good and happy. They're heavy, they're negative, there's fear, there's worry, anxiety, stress, all the things. And then we ourselves also experience them going out into the world. This is the hardest part as an empath is knowing how to protect ourselves and how to cleanse your aura after you've gone out and you've done all these things. Now, the narcissist is attracted to our beautiful light. We are kind-hearted. We are open. We are, you know, living life full of love and eyes wide open through rose-colored glasses. This is our unique superpower. But the evil of the world and the trauma and the negativity of the world sees that as an opportunity to take advantage of us. So it's imperative. The reason that the word of the year for me and my family is to learn discernment is for a couple of reasons. But for number one is because of this, this, especially this year with certain energy clashes happening in everywhere the astros the astrology the chinese astrology there is a lot of things that's going to be taking place on the internet and since we all are on the internet i want my children and myself to make sure that we aren't susceptible to scams to misinformation so the word of the year for me is discernment and as empaths we need to use discernment especially when it comes to the narcissists The narcissist lacks the ability to own responsibility for their actions, and they choose to remain stuck in their immature emotional state. 
the narcissist is attracted to us empaths because they see us as somebody who can fulfill their every need in a selfless way. And we do it. We've given them everything. We've given them all the advice we could ever give, like countless of free therapy hours. We've given them all the resources they could have. We've given them our labor by doing all the chores in the house. We've given them our love by allowing them to abuse us and yell at us and walk all over us. We've given them our hearts that they can hook their energetic cords into. And I talk further with Madhvi in season four, episode 91, release trauma from narcissistic abuse with the emotion code. And she's coming up for another interview on our show, talking further about my experience with her clearing my emotion code subconsciously in episode 77. How do you stop your subconscious from pulling you towards the narcissist? And that will be airing May 28th. So subscribe to stay tuned to listen to that. It's it's amazing. And these happen energetically where they hook into us because they want our light. They don't want to work for their own light. They have their own light within them somewhere that's been buried or traumatized or blocked away with a heart wall, which again, I talked with Madhvi about, but they don't want to work to break down their heart wall. They want to keep it up. They want to have their cake and eat it too. They want to keep up their heart wall. They want to keep up their defenses and have our light and our help coming into their lives. I'll be right back after this commercial break. When you search empath and the narcissist on Amazon for materials to read, what do you find? A whole bunch of pages full of the same title, Um, empath and the narcissist. hmm. So how do you determine which book is the one to read? Well, that's up to you. But all I can tell you about my book is it shares snippets of my story of how I didn't always exude confidence. I didn't always have the peace of mind. On the contrary, I emitted a sense of insecurity that was palpable. I people pleased everyone at the expense of my own health. I hated myself and I lashed out when I couldn't take it anymore. And in my book, I relate to you, dear empath, so you can read the words and know that you're not alone. That is the main goal of the book. The second goal of my book is to give you tools that I use to find my strength, to leave the narcissist, and to heal and be on the complete other side of the dark abyss. I am meant to be here on earth to help you heal and transform from your trauma, from being a survivor to a thriver. You gain healing exercises at the end of each chapter. It's a guidebook to heal your childhood trauma. It has effective somatic healing exercises. It has astrology and how to understand and know your true authentic self with a human design chapter, giving you a brief overview of the human design 101. If you wish to feel alive again and take back the power in your life, then scroll up and click the link in the show notes to listen on Audible or buy your hard copy or paperback on Amazon today. And by the time you get to the end of the book, you're going to be wondering, what exactly does my human design chart say about me? Grab your human design unique blueprint reading on a call with me to help you identify how magnificent you are and how unique your energetic blueprint is here 
and how much you are needed for your impact. That in the link in the show notes at ravenscott.show forward slash shop. Now, when I am in a state of positivity, in a state of joy, happiness, courage, I'm vibrating at a higher frequency of 200 hertz to 500 hertz. It means I'm going to attract the things which is more positive, which is more helpful to me. And definitely meditation helps you to increase your vibrational frequency. And, you know, it is going to make your mind definitely calmer. I am hosting tomorrow, Sunday, and every Sunday following that, a live guided meditation, Good Morning and Manifest Peace on the Luvo app. So if you don't have it, it's free. Go to the App Store, Google Play, download the Luvo app, and then join the live session tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pacific time to join my guided meditation. Can't wait to see you there. So the impasse may also, you may be unconscious. You may be asleep to the fact that there are wolves out there and what are the signs in this sheep's clothing. And you may be asleep to the fact that they are emotionally immature. So this is when us empaths can open up our hearts and our homes and our lives And we lack discernment because all we feel is the need to fix and to love and to nurture. And then we fall for the narcissist victim game. That is their, that is their forte. They turn it around and they become the victim and then we feel sorry for them. And then we need to help them and fix them and love them. Have you ever felt bad for the narcissist? I have too many times. Because they're humans, because you're looking at them in the right lens. You're looking at them as a real human being. They are not some, you know, well, we say they're heartless and they act heartless, but they aren't heartless, evil villains without a soul. They do have a soul and they are on this karmic journey just like you. They're just making all the wrong choices. But it's not your job to fix them. It's not your job to make the choices for them. They have their own separate karmic journey. They are immature, maybe because they can be immature in their comfort zone with their parents or their friends enabling them. And now you, they choose someone who loves them and enables them to not grow stronger, to not grow up in their emotional intelligence. And even even if you do confront them and you say, hey, you need to grow up, I'm not dealing with this narcissistic bullshit anymore and you're giving them advice and you're they seem like they want to grow but you may be helping them but you may not be maybe they're just using your information you're giving them to twist around to use in their own life for their own good to use against you these are the tricky things about how much do you give a narcissist well if they are not interacting with you in reciprocity true reciprocity not fake reciprocity to get information then they are somebody who you need to cut cords with there is sometimes in our karmic journey people we need to cut contracts with 
to cut cords with, to separate from. Because that's what you were meant to do here in this life, right? Is to free yourself from this perpetual imprisonment with this person. Some people I know I've talked to felt like their narcissist in their life has multiple lifetimes. Killed them, tortured them, all these things. That's possible. It's also possible that this person happened upon your life because they needed to wake you up and teach you a certain lesson in this life. I'll just share my own personal story. I was just uh, in a reading with us, beautiful Jacqueline. You can reach out and to her in the link in the show notes. She read my Akashic Records, and it was the best record reading I've ever had. I've had a couple, and it was so resonant. And she shared with me that I am here as a healer. I have been a Lemurian, which I'm going to be doing more research on. Possibly share if you reach out and say, hey, what is Lemurian? I want to learn more. So I've been a healer in union with the earth for 52 lifetimes. And in this lifetime, I'm here to heal my husband's bloodline lineage from constant gore and murder and persecution. And I have two daughters. So I knew in my journey, when I woke up from the narcissist and I became pregnant with a daughter, it was my journey to heal myself, to break the cycle, which then, is exactly what the Akashic said was your journey is to heal yourself in order to overflow and heal your daughters and the bloodline and it gave me goosebumps all over when I heard it and it resonated in my heart and I said yeah that's it it's aligned with what my ego and my almost like my soul mind knew by never having such a vicious sadistic human control my daughters and we teach them quite well to have discernment and to control their own body their own autonomy their own choices and we'll still be working on that as they get older but it was such a beautiful example of that my first ex-narcissist I'm grateful for that situation number one we had fun but number two when it didn't when it wasn't fun anymore and it was abuse I appreciate that he was there for a short time in my life to wake me up, to break the cycle, to say never again. Because if I had married, as my parents expected me to, into a Christian home with a wonderful, loving Christian partner, I would have never woken up. I would have never fulfilled my karmic contract in this life as a healer, which I am soul through and through a healer. And to heal my soulmates, who I truly believe is, and the Kashuk confirmed it, to heal my soulmates' bloodline. And it got me like thinking, shower thought, if in this life I'm healing his, you know, lineage bloodline here on earth, but also I've had different uh, past life regressions where I have seen him, my soulmate, in a different bloodline in a different body and we were in different bodies and we were in different lifetimes together as different partners and it just made me go oh my god like time is not linear there is like time and space continuum does not exist like holy crap I mean I'm healing his bloodline here yet he's had multiple lives in other bloodlines like whoa like whoa right just I don't know mind-blowing but at the same time I feel it all makes sense 
So long story short, this is why narcissists come into our lives is to wake us up and to teach us a certain karmic lesson or to get us on the right path for our karmic contracts. But the important lesson is to break the cycle, right? No more. No more putting up with a narcissist. No more. No more fixing them. No more need for, for them to be happy, for me to be happy. That's their journey. If they want to or not, that's up to them. That's not my business anymore, right? Even if you're living with them, that's not your business. That is their, that is their journey to do. The immature perspective thinks, well, I have to help them as that empath, right? That's in their ego. They need me in order to grow. But once you find that they use your energy and advance, like for advancing themselves to further themselves and to not grow, they're just using your energy as like an electrical like outlet. They're not growing. They're just using your energy. You're done. You're done helping them. And you should be. Because a narcissist cannot transform or wake up or change while they are comfortable. And another really great uh, example of this is one of our other guests, Martin O'Toole. His episode is airing the first Sunday in May. So definitely subscribe to this podcast and tune in. He does not go about saying he is a, a conscious narcissist. Like some of these men have platforms on. He is a yogi. He is a mental health advocate. He is not using the platform of, I am a conscious narcissist. No, he has completely died to his, his ego that he is a narcissist. Well, he was actually, right? He was a narcissist. He has had near-death experiences, almost near suicide, and has woken up and transformed into a mental health advocate, into someone who is completely different. And I can't wait for you to hear his story because, yes, there is hope that the narcissists of the world can transform into who they're supposed to be, but that didn't take an empath helping him. That journey was, I nearly put a gun to my head and pulled the trigger, but my dog somehow stopped me, right? Like, that's usually what it takes when we're at the lowest of lows, and it's not the empath helping us and sending us all this information and loving us and enabling them like that's not how what woke them up you wake up when you're uncomfortable so you empath your love you're doing everything for them like i said chores self-help you know going to therapy you know all, letting them manipulate you believing their lies allowing them to continue to mistreat you just like a spoiled rotten child would but in a grown-ass body so now we say no more because it's not helping you and it's not helping them. Nothing grows in your comfort zone. Sharice, we just aired her episode, How to Embrace Your Empath Superpowers, last Sunday. That's one of her quotes from on her Instagram feed. Nothing grows in your comfort zone. For you, you have to get out of your comfort zone from this comfortable, toxic cycle to grow into your beautiful light and soul that you truly are. And when and only when you realize and mature up in your own self-healing journey that you are not responsible for their journey, and if they crash and burn, that that's their struggle and they need to grow from it, that's when the light bulb switches. That's when the magic happens. You cannot rescue them. And they're attracted to you because I think your ego feels like 
you are needed. If they don't need you and you can't rescue them, then you're nothing. That's how I felt. But that's not true. That's just the ego stuck in that toxic cycle. And if you try and rescue them, it will backfire on you. And they won't learn from their mistake. And you will suffer the consequences. You will either learn finally from that mistake or you'll continue in that perpetual cycle. So you must shift from rescuing the narcissist. This is what they want. They want an enabler. They want a rescuer. They want your light and they just want to suck it like a vampire. Your light and your power are within you. But you must invest in your self-care to heal your wounds in order for your empath light to shine out, to overflow from your cup, and to heal others that are ready for healing. Newsflash, self-care, self-love is not selfish. On the contrary to how we were raised. I recently discussed with another empath about how we are kind of like magnets. We gather energies in the collective, even without leaving our home. But when we do, we gather it all. And it is imperative to do whatever grounding exercises that you enjoy that work for you to cleanse your energy. And I'm going to share with you a few ways that I love to cleanse my energy and other empaths do as well. But first, I'm going to share a quick story about the other day, my daughters and I went to a birthday party. It was very loud. It was a fun, bouncy gym, but it was also sensory overload. My youngest, she's six, so she's way too old to do this, but she was so exhausted from the noise. She crawled into my lap and she wanted to be held like a baby. And of course, so I did. I did not deny her that that soothing. And as empaths, it's overwhelming. I mean, even us adults are sitting there going, oh my gosh, this place is so loud. When is this party over? But we all want to be held like a baby at some point. So we got home and I grabbed the sage and I immediately asked them, do you wish for me to cleanse your aura with this? And they both love sage. So they both enthusiastically said yes. Um, and so I just lit the sage and I just kind of twirled it so it would continue to burn around their aura and I pulled my hand and I pulled all of the negative energy and the anxiety which my oldest expressed to me she felt anxiety she felt overwhelmed and I love how she can express this in words because it's so important to call it out to take the power away and I'm pulling and pulling and that was it and then my my youngest was like can you keep burning it and go through the house it smells so good so I did, and then we were able to carry on with the rest of our afternoon without any meltdowns, without like feeling like we had to veg forever. And it was really, truly a beautiful moment of using that tool. Now, the other thing that I love to use is a dry brush. When you come in, you can get your dry brush, go upstairs. Maybe you like to also change clothes because the clothes are dirty, they're smelly, they have energy on them and use the dry brush to brush off all the energy off of your aura on your skin. You can also go lay in the grass or walk in the grass barefoot. Just feel the little energetic cords connecting your body into the earth. And feel Mother Nature growing its beautiful tendrils of healing around you. Removing all of the negative energy and composting it down into the earth. 
Mother Gaia is powerful enough to compost your negative anxiety and all the world's negative energies and emotions. The next one is go relax near a body of water. Sit and gaze and listen and just soak up the grounding energy of that huge body of water, whether it be a lake or an ocean or a stream. Run your hands through it, maybe. Just sit next to it. Close your eyes and listen. Stare at the birds and the reflections. And it will remove all of those soaked up negative energies from you. Another one is Epsom salts. Run a bath and fill it up with a whole bunch of Epsom salts. You'd be surprised. It requires a bit more than just a handful to remove the negative energies. It, it requires like a whole bag full. And that's really powerful. Um, if you can't afford buying the whole bag full and you love it, then absolutely do that. And the last one is essential oils. Find an essential oil that calls to you, that you really love, that your subconscious needs, and smell it. You can diffuse it or you can put a few dabs on your, your wrists so that you can smell it and soak up the goodness. I love to also rub it in between my palms and then hover my hands over my aura and over my face to smell it. Take a deep breath in and then you rub that essential oil over your aura all around like just a few inches around your head and your your body and I'm sharing more of these self-love slides every Saturday so on the Instagram so tune into that at Raven Scott show to grab those and if you're a giver find another giver to love this is important don't fall for the takers and use your discernment. And you cannot change a pattern. Let's say within yourself, you grew up, let's say, okay, I grew up with an unavailable mother or a detached father or an abusive yelling father, whatever it is, or mother. In order for you to change that pattern in your life, you must get comfortable with receiving. It's not unhealthy to receive compliments. It's actually the opposite. It's very healthy. It's very healthy to receive love and acts of service from another partner. It's not smothering. I mean, a controlling partner who criticizes you, that's smothering. Not somebody who goes and buys your favorite foods or like my husband, I love this creamed honey. Every time he goes, he sees that I'm out of the creamed honey. He goes to the little market. It's like a little farm and he buys at least three jars of it to make sure that I'm stocked because he knows that I love the honey and he makes sure that he provides that for me. That's not smothering, that's love, right? So make sure that you wake up from your shock of them giving you these things, right? Love, compliments, act of service, because it is shocking when you're not used to it. And you say, thank you. Just like you wish to receive from the universe, let's say abundance or love. You hold your hands out and you say, thank you. So I'm going to close with how each human design type can shine their light out beautifully out into the world as an empath, according to your strategy. 
So for the generator, you are a powerful and love-filled being. Do what you love for the pure joy of it for yourself, and then respond to others who acknowledge it and find it interesting. Just you being you is your empath light. Manifesting generators, you are a powerful and fast being. Your healing journey is a few stairs up, falling back down into the trampoline, bouncing up, back down to the last step below, and then stepping up again and falling down, back down. It's like two steps forward, one step back, and so on. The more you inform, the more harmony in your healing journey you will experience. For the projector, you are a wise being who has always wished to fit in as the generators do things. Reconditioning is your healing journey that requires patience, grace, and can feel soul-crushing at times, while also being fully expansive. The more you give yourself permission to rest and wait for invitations, the less anger you will feel, and you will reclaim your own inherent truth. The Manifester. You are a powerful being that is not easy to read. Your healing journey may be full of misunderstanding and fear, but the more you inform, share as much details and info as you can, the more you talk, the more you give a peek into your aura, allowing for healthy connections in your healing process. Reflector. You are a moon being. You have compared yourself and your output to others endlessly. But it never ends well. The more you are out in nature, in your healing journey, and just in life in general, the more at peace and authentic you will feel. You will finally feel a sense of belonging that goes core to your soul. Tune in this Sunday to Bill and Kristen Miles. They are a divorce coaches who help mothers and the founders of Best Self Magazine. They're going to be on the podcast sharing five ways to support your children through divorce with a narcissist. It was a beautiful conversation and so informative. I can't wait to share it with you. So tune in this Sunday for that episode. Thank you for submitting your reviews and continue to rate and review this podcast. From Live March, I just wanted to read this review to you. It really was touching. Really important show. If you've been involved with a narcissist, you know how isolating it can be. And I'm so glad this podcast exists. I'll be sending it to many people I know. Raven is a fantastic host and she is so warm and empathic. I love the meditation aspects and all the healing tools. 
Thank you so very much. Live March. Visit my Instagram feed to get your empath aura cleansed in an interactive video. If you want a personal help in gaining clarity, your authentic power back, and healing to be rid of the narcissist for good, join our empath community. You receive weekly inspiration and strategies to heal from narc abuse and understand your unique human design energy blueprint. And as soon as you're in, I'll gift you your human design reading with your type, strategy, and inner authority. So join now and get your reading within 24 hours. I'm so grateful for you listening, finding the show, and sharing it with your friends. It would give a great boost in the heart-centered algorithm to rate and review this podcast if you are enjoying it. Take a screenshot, share it on your socials, share it in a text message to a friend that you know right now needs to be pulled out of the quicksand. And remember, always keep your unique light shining. I just wanna make it last Try to let go of the past I close my eyes, embrace the blast Sleepless nights and headaches stack Restlessness to hell and back What's my purpose? What do I grab? A slippery surface, a heart attack And sometimes you just gotta believe There's something that'll give you relief There's something that'll have what you need What you need we're broken, it's tragic, we're not all elastic, but maybe there's magic, but